All right, so you are on a break from comedy. Thank God. You had um, been like working on some stuff, you know. You had promised all your fans that you were working on like a three-part dick joke. Nice, like like a really long, yeah. dick, like an hour-long dick joke. And you were saying like, you know, this is going to be the dick joke to end all dick jokes. It's going to make you look at dick jokes in a totally different way. People are like, all, all, all the JT heads are like, holy shit. So the fans are loving it. They're excited. Yeah, they're super they're excited. They're supportive. Yeah. You announce it and they're like freaking out. Nice. That sounds like my demographic. They start like tweeting so much about it that the hashtag uh, JT Kelly's dick starts trending on Twitter. You gain uh, three million new followers. All total JT dickheads. Yeah. You call themselves the dickheads. Then they call themselves. <laughs> they also call themselves uh, the shaft. That's like your fan base. The, there's the dickheads, and then there's people who are made up of uh, the shaft. Two different uh, fan clubs, and they kind of have like always had problems with each other. Kind of feuding fan clubs, the dickheads and the shaft. Yeah, because they, they always argue about what's more important. You know what I mean? Because like the dick, the dickheads go with a dickhead. That's clearly the most important thing, you know. And then the shaft go, yeah, but without the shaft, the head is nothing. And are they and that's doing this their slogan. to try to give me material? Are they like, hey, I bet if I bet part of his joke could be how the shaft and the dickhead is totally feuding. So you like it- you start to work tell a joke about it. But there, there is a backlash. They don't like it. So they you're just like, all right, you just back off. And that's why I'm on the break. Is like, I'm going to just go back. Right no, then. what had happened was your three-part dick joke turned into this like five-part dick joke, then a seven-part dick joke, eight-part dick joke. You're like, you have all these different spinoffs happening too, all these tangents that happen inside the dick joke, and it's just getting longer and more unwieldy, and like it starts to not stop making sense to you, and you have <clears throat> no idea how you're going to finish it. You know what I mean? You're freaking out. And so you just start working on like, you know, other jokes, just your normal act. But your fans are always like, why aren't you working on the main dick joke thing? And you don't have the heart to tell them that you can't. It's too much for me. It's too much. So you just you just kind of step away for a little bit. You kind of, you're like, yeah, I'll, I'll work on it when you know I can. People are on message boards like, JT's going to die before he finishes this f- fucking epic dick joke. One guy says, I wish he didn't even start it. I wish I never started listening to this dick joke. The username is Mr. Crust 747. Mr. Crust 747. Spelled K R U S T. Oh my God. And it's spelled, and it's uh, signed. He signs all of his uh, postings as Sean Crust. Sean Crust. <clears throat> yeah. All right. This guy sounds like a real fucking issue. So um, you're kind of just, you don't really know what you're going to do, you know? Um, you, uh, <clears throat> have to get a new job. You, um, were working security at your old job. It's this, um, place that sells like rugs and stuff like that. Uh, it's called the kingdom of heaven and it's run by this guy named Kevin heaven. It sells <laughs> rugs and it's named the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven. The way it works is like, uh, uh, they, they only let one car in at a time. Like there's like pearly gates that let you into this, uh, place. And uh, like, there's a guy dressed like St. Peter at the gate. <clears throat> he lets you in one at a time. 
And people know not to fuck with this guy and not to fuck with the system. Like it's one at a time. It's how it works. After you go in, you, if you look in the rear mirror, you see like his bare ass. He's naked in the back, like scrubs. Yeah. And uh, Kevin Heaven is this like uh, like nice enough guy, but he's incredibly not self confident. Um, the owner. You worked uh, security at this place. Uh, the first, like when you interviewed, he was like, um, "Hi, JT. I'm Kevin Heaven." And welcome to the kingdom of heaven. He sticks out his hand. His hand is like kind of trembling. Do you shake his hand? Oh, I shake his hand and I go, hi, nice to meet you. I'm JT. Yeah. He goes, uh, have you ever worked security before? That's what we need here at the kingdom of heaven. I say, I'm Kevin heaven. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin heaven. I've worked security. And you know what? I think I'd be a perfect fit of the kingdom of heaven because I'm a freaking child of God, baby. And he smiles and his smile lights up the room the way it glints it reminds you of uh the way the sun feels on the first day of spring so you work a security life-changing smile yeah life-changing dude uh you worked there for like a few months um what ended up happening was one day you were working security sort of like um a late night shift and um this woman walked in okay she's wearing a uh Jet black dress. She's got porcelain skin, red hair, the color of celestial fire. She's without a doubt the most beautiful woman you've ever seen in your life. And her skin is porcelain, like easily breakable? No. Like it's just like a chalky kind of thing, you know? And she's the most beautiful girl I've ever seen in my life. Without a doubt. Jaw dropped. Yeah. Do I talk to her? Can I go up and talk to you her? Walk, you walk yeah, you kinda walk over. She, she kind of signals to you. Uh-huh. You walk over. Um, she goes, Hi, is um my name's Lucy. I'm looking for uh Kevin Heaven. Is he here? Uh Kevin had stepped out. He uh, had something he had to take care of. Well, I just, you know, convey that information. She goes, Huh. Okay. Well, uh, Wow, you got a lot of really uh, nice stuff in here in the kingdom of heaven. Ah, uh, yeah, you want me to show you around why Kevin's out? She goes, yeah, please. And she uh, she reaches her hand out to shake your hand. I shake her hand. She goes, yeah, the name's Lucy. I go, my name's JT. She goes, Lucy Fur. You fall asleep instantaneously. You wake up oh in the smoldering God, ruins of, of the kingdom of heaven. Why else would she be talking to me? Yeah. And when you and like you wake up and, you, and while you were out, you had this really, really strange dream of um in the dream uh the woman who look she looks just like the lucy fur woman that you had met except she was uh riding a monster with uh, seven heads as it rushes towards a uh army of uh angels okay that you, actually happens in the bible i think yeah you wake up you're like oh, that was weird so you end up getting fired kevin heaven's like i'm sorry jt but you gotta go. You helped destroy the kingdom of heaven. And then um, this like car pulls up and this guy sees a smoldering ruin and, he, and the guy goes, oh my God, what's going on? Are you okay? Who are you? And this guy, Kevin Heaven, looks at you with a sad smile and he says, I'm Kevin Heaven. So that was uh, your, your job that you ended up getting fired from. Um, 
you end up working at, uh, you actually get like a, a phone call. You're sitting at home. You're like, oh man, what do I do? Your phone rings. Your ringtone is that song, uh, Get Out by JoJo. Oh, excellent song. Get out right now. It's the end of you and me. You got to sit there and sway back and forth for a moment. Every time you, I would. You looked down at the call ID. It's just a blue L. What do you do? I answer it. Hello? Yeah, yeah, hi. Uh, hi, JT. This is Dave from the Lanalax Corporation. Wondering if you have a moment to, to talk. Yes. He goes, look, I know that you're out of work. and uh, How do you know I'm out of work? And he goes, oh, please. I see everything. <laughs> what? What? He goes, my name is Dave Rule. Your phone uh, dings. You look down. You get an email, and it's from Dave Rule. Dave Rule is emailing me and on the phone. R-U-H-L is his last name. His uh, email address is DaveRuleRules at <laughs> Lanalax.com. They let him have that email at work? Yeah. They think it's cool. <laughs> they think this guy, David, must be really freaking tight around the office. Dave Rule. Rules. He, yeah. Dave Rule Rules at Lanalax.com. So he, he emails me. He goes, He's on the phone with me. He says, I see everything. I know you're out of work. Yeah. And I go, what do you want? That's where I'm at. He what goes, do you look, want um, I know that you were recently working uh, security. Uh, we have an opening uh, security at our nearby, uh, you know, office. Um, we'll start you off 15 an hour. Um, long as things work out, after a month, we can get you some health insurance, 401k. We take care of people here. Do you know? You get you, you hear another ding. You look down. It's another email from Dave Rule Rules at landalax.com, and it says, "Did you get my first email?" <laughs> I say on the phone, I go, hey, I got your emails. It's okay, cool. It's just you didn't respond. Well, I was on the phone with you. I was ready. I could. I, w- I would have responded once I got off the phone. He laughs. He goes, okay. Uh, do you know why I fell asleep when Lucifer touched me? <coughs> he goes, um. Also, I'll take the job. <laughs> so he doesn't really have an answer for the Lucifer thing. That, that actually kind of weirds him out a little. Uh, but you start working, uh, doing security. <clears throat> that weirds him out and he sees everything yeah he says I see everything except that he's basically like it's hard to tell with this guy if he's speaking in metaphor or not so when he's like oh I see everything you're like you wonder what that means sometimes you quiz him sometimes you're like you know what shirt was I wearing yesterday when I went home and he'll like say what it is mm. but then sometimes you know you'll say like you know how far is it from here to Albuquerque and he'll just get a faraway look in his eyes and he'll just go to some it is endless. <laughs> so you're kind of like I don't really you don't really get this guy. Yeah, he sounds wise and mysterious. Yeah, Dave Rule. So uh you start working there and stuff and really all you know it's a pretty easy job. Like you just walk around, you see like, you know, scientists walking around and people who work there in business suits. Um you saw a dog walking around on uh two legs in a suit. You don't really, no one really gives you the straight answer on what exactly that's about. Um, the dogs are walking straight up as if people walk and they're wearing clothing. Well, just one, yeah. Okay, and, and does it talk? 
Yeah. It Do I like, talk to him? You kind of look at it and you freeze and you go, what the hell? And he sees you and he kind of like winks at you and he goes, top of the morning, good chap. I go, good he slips morning. On the, he slips and like falls and goes, ah, oh, fuck. And just gets up and kind of scampers away embarrassed. You never see him again. So you kind of just work security and yeah, like it's it's working out. You know, it's it's all right. You don't really do much. You just kind of wander the halls. Time works a little bit weird. Time works weird? Yeah, like sometimes like you'll walk in for like your eight hour shift and it'll be over in seemingly five minutes. And that does that does anyone else feel that way? Do I bring that up to anyone? You just decide to keep play it pretty close to the vest. I just say, hey, this time thing might yeah. just my mind. And then sometimes you go in and it seems like you're there for like two weeks. Two weeks. That's what it feels like, but obviously that can't be true. That's ridiculous. Yeah. But, I couldn't be standing somewhere doing security for two weeks. Yeah. Suddenly. Well, I'm seeing walking dogs and scientists. Yeah. But then you also see people just dressed normally walking around. There's a, a a gift shop. The woman who works there, Pearl Linderman. She's like this sweet old lady. You know, she um, widowed. You know, she's there to uh, kind of just get out of the house. She was, you know, retired anyway. But now she's she comes out and she meets people and stuff like that. And she's like, it's just a sweet old lady. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You go in there sometimes, you get like iced coffee and stuff. She gives it to you for free half the time. Nice. One time you went in there. I'm in with the Linderman. Yeah. One time you went in there and you go, how you feeling today? And like, she looks at you and she says, don't ever fall in love. Gives you the iced coffee. You're like, holy shit, you leave. After that, she's back to normal. But like the, that one thing, you always think of that every time you see her. The don't ever fall in love thing. Yeah. So like you still see normal stuff. Like you've seen people dress normally and, and, and stuff like that. Then one day you're kind of walking around. It's one of those days you don't know how long you've been there for, you know? Suddenly you hear like a, a ooga, you know? And like a red light starts flashing. An awooga? He goes, awooga. Like kind of a guy's voice over recording going, awooga. It's a man's voice saying, awooga. Yeah, and you, and you think to yourself, why on hubba-da, earth? Hubbada, hubbada, hubbada. Yeah. It goes, awooga, danger, danger, awooga. Awooga. Oh, danger. Yeah. Okay. And you're like, holy shit. Red light's going off. Yeah. You look down the hall, and uh, coming towards you is uh, your supervisor. Um. You never know what his real name is. You, you, you just call him Grouchy Mark. Grouchy Mark. Yeah. And uh, he walks up and he's like, all right, JT, I need your help. So what's going on? He goes, one of our agents has gone rogue. One of the, one of the, one of the security guards working $15 an hour has gone rogue? Yeah. What is he doing? What is this guy doing that go rogue? Goes, security? Look, okay, I'll, I'll, we, we need help stopping him. He's a pretty dangerous individual. He's called the Laughing Man. The Laughing Man is a dangerous individual going rogue. Are we issued guns as security officers? Um, yeah. We, okay, so that's the issue. This guy might be. Yeah, the Laughing Man the la- is they, the they dangerous call, man. They call him that because he never laughs. And Grouchy Mark calls this man the laughing man because yeah. he never laughs. Yes. 
And and he's like, and he's a danger. He goes, it's not even just like the weapons. He goes, it's hard to explain. He just has, he kind of looks off in the distance. He goes, abilities. Then looks back at you. He goes, it's, it. look, this is going to sound crazy, but you're the only one who can stop him. Wait, what? Yeah, that does sound crazy. He goes, you're a comedian, right? I gave that up. I'm working on a seven-part dick joke that became too far much for me. He goes, oh, I know what the fuck it is. He stares at you. All of a sudden, you remember who this guy is? He would come to, like, all of your comedy shows and stuff. He was a dainty dickhead. He would sit in the front row, yeah. And you kind of look and you notice he actually has a, a tattoo on his neck. Almost imperceptible, but you know it's a fucking dickhead. He has a throat tattoo. Yeah. And I just now noticed that. Yeah, you never noticed it before. And he, he has goes, a throat tattoo that relates to me. Yeah. And I just now noticed you, that. Yeah. He's my supervisor. Yeah, Grouchy Mark. Grouchy Mark yeah. is a total JT dickhead. Yep. And he wants me to help him out stopping the laughing You have to man. stop the laughing man, the most uh, dangerous security guard in the Lanolax Corporation. It's a fucking miracle I got this job. Yeah. Yeah. How can I help you? This sounds like this is this seriously feels like destiny. He goes, I can't believe that everything fell together like this. He's on floor 13. And he goes, I'm going to send you up there. You got to you got to tell this guy. Uh, you got to tell him that dick joke, man. We need to have the we need to make the laughing man laugh. It's the only way to defeat him. And he goes, and beware of his abilities. OK, because, again, they're kind of vague and hard to explain. The elevator dings. You're on floor uh, 420. Way past 13. Yeah. So he goes, all right, well, good luck, JT. Will you, will you ride down with me and kind of try to, because there's a really long ride, try to explain his abilities because we have such a long time? He goes, no. He hits the button. Uh, the door closes. Uh, it takes about 15 minutes to get down there. Uh, the closer you get, the more like... It's hard to explain. You almost have like a, a sense of hyper reality. Everything seems a little too real. There's a weird sense of uncanny valley when you look at things and you think to yourself, now that button looks really real, but that button next to it looks almost real enough. And that horrifies you. You can tell it's as close as being real without being real as possible. It's true terror on this elevator, yeah. yeah. Terror on the elevator. From 420 to 13. So he, uh, you, know, the, 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 you know, the elevator dings. It's floor 13. You step out. At this point, your sense of hyper-unreality is insane. <coughs> like, I can't tell what's unreal and what's real. You look over, you see, like, a werewolf sitting down. He goes... He looks at you and he goes, uh, hi. I go, are you with me or against me? You blink, it's gone. Oh my God. You yeah, look over, so it wasn't, might not even been real. My yeah, sense of hyper reality. You look over, you see a table and you're like, you don't even know the table's real. Like you just feel like you're going insane. You kind of just stumble around for what feels like eternity. You walk around a corner and standing there is a man. Is it the laughing man? He's wearing a uh, Lanolax security guard outfit. What that is, is it's um, black slacks, black button-up shirt, 
white tie. The tie says, I'm a good boy. The tie says that? Yeah, every security guard, Atlantis Corporation, their uh, ties say, I'm a good boy. It's just like a morale booster. Hmm. I'm a good boy on the tie. Mine says that too then. Yeah. Right? He's um, got a, like a crew cut, blonde crew cut. Military looking man. Yeah. His eyes are red. Like instead of having like a blue or green. Just red surrounding Red iris, pupils. yeah. Terrifying. And his uh, mouth is, uh, his, his mouth is as flat as possible. <coughs> you know, just a line. It almost looks drawn on. And you realize this sense of hyper unreality is coming from him. He looks at you. He goes, uh, hey, I'm Pete. How are you? I'm good. How are you? He goes, oh, I'm pretty good. And then he goes, uh, oh, shit, are you feeling okay? I go, uh, yeah. And then I go into the eight-part dick joke I've been writing. Yeah. For years. You and realize I just spit it at him. Right as you're about to start saying the dick joke, you realize how to finish it. You realize, and you think to yourself, I can't believe I haven't even thought of this before. And you realize, you try not to, but you read message boards. Then you know that Sean Cross guy runs uh, a few. And you'll he'll read you'll read like message boards of people giving their theories about what's like gonna happen next in the dick joke. And you realize like they're all totally wrong. No one is gonna see this coming. And you tell that dick joke to the laughing man, aka Pete. You finish the joke, he looks at you. He falls over laughing. Yes. It's the it's without a doubt the funniest joke that you've ever written in your fucking life. There's it's got it all. It's got like you know how like some like you're like rewriting comedy with this joke. Instead of the rule of three, you do like a rule of like five. No one, again, it is a, no one sees that shit coming. It's a game changer. At all. There's misdirections inside the misdirections. I get inside their head. Topical, yet also timeless references. Oh, wow. It kind of just hits all of them. Hits he every single point. is laughing and laughing and laughing and laughing. And he looks at you and he goes, oh, you son of a bitch. He goes, you've killed me, you son of a bitch. His face starts turning bright red. He goes, why the fuck did you tell me a joke? If I laugh, I die. Why, why is your name the Laughing Man then? He goes, That's why my name's the Laughing Man, fuckhead. you named after the thing that will kill you? He goes, yeah, it's a whole thing. And he goes, god damn it, the supervisor sent you, didn't he? Yeah, he has a th- tattoo of my name on his throat, or maybe like a fan symbol of mine. Yeah, and he goes, and he goes uh, you stupid son of a bitch. And then his head explodes. Okay. His blood uh, lands all over your face. Oh, my God. It goes so quickly out of his head that it bursts through the back of your skull. It kills me. Yeah. (laughs) His head exploding kills me. The droplets of blood. Because I told the greatest joke he had ever heard. That anyone had ever heard. 
wait, of all time? Of all time, dude. The greatest joke of all time was an eight-part dick joke written by a security guard that works for $15 an hour. Yeah. I mean, hey, man, art comes from weird places. That's incredible. Yeah. So uh, the blood, uh, like there's so many, like a million droplets of blood go uh, through your head at the same time. So your head uh, (laughs) disintegrates. Your skull turns to dust. Uh Uh-huh. And this weird innate sense of uh, hype-run reality makes uh, the 13th floor inaccessible for the rest of existence. So no one ever finds your body. And people just have to skip that floor forever. Yeah. And everything on that floor is trapped in just this hype-run reality. Yep. Every time, eternity, but there's no one that can exist to see it in that area because it's blocked off to everyone. Every time the uh, because I told the greatest joke of all time. Yeah, uh, and every time like an el- the elevator passes through the 13th floor for a second, every and no one ever talks about it, but every single time they pass through that 13th floor, it's like they taste uh, ashes in their mouth. Because but, of the haunting of the yeah, death of but the you're laughing dead. man. Yeah, you died. <laughs> man, so... <laughs> Your body is never uh, buried. You never know peace. Your spirit just kind of walks around the 13th floor. I'm a ghost, but with no one to haunt. Yeah. I'm trapped on the 13th floor, but with no sense of physical self, just a spirit. Yep, you're a ghost with no one to haunt. <laughs>